Episode 237, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 6, Fun and Games. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello, welcome. Welcome to Welcome to Level 7. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I am one of three hosts today here to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially that corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe we like to call Earth 90 Years in the Future. And I have been joined by Agent Samantha. Hello. And Agent Stu. Hello. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Good. Good. Ooh, How are you doing, Ben? I'm, yeah. I'm not excellent. I, I'll, I'll tell you that oh. right now. I am not excellent, but uh-uh. but I'm not bad. I'm just, wow, yeah. I, I mean, I've been up for since 3.30 this morning, so I'm tired. Oh. <laughs> I, I am okay. tired. I did get to go last night to go see um, The Last Jedi again. And it was fun, but it was very late. And the theater was very empty. But no wonder we didn't record last night. Yes, that is the reason why. <laughs> Very valid that reason. That is to the record. reason why. I this was the it was the only time I could sneak in a chance to get to it, and that's why I said, "Can we do tomorrow instead?" So, is it yeah. is it getting is it better on a second watch, Ben? You know what? Uh, no, I liked it on my first watch, but I felt like it was better on the second watch. I really did. Okay. Uh, okay. Just things resounded with me even more so, and I was able to really think about things and um i appreciated things more uh this time around i think this is one of the richer star wars movies as far as thematic content i know there's a lot of people who don't agree with that statement but um it's a statement i have and i've made it now officially well there you go <laughs> yeah. i've I, I i have said that i need to rewatch it so i cannot hold judgment until I've watched it twice and I have yet to do that. So uh, Evan, who does the I'm, runaways, Evan, who does the runaways uh, thing with me and also does strangers and aliens with me. Um, he said he liked it more on the second watch, but it's still like his least favorite or it's, it's, he liked it more, but I don't think it was enough to push it out of the friend zone. <laughs> so did you like it less than the episodes one through three, the prequels? What? Did he like um, yes. The Last Jedi less yeah. than the prequels? But he's he's a prequels era kid. Uh, like oh. he, those were his movies when he was growing up. The, the prequels were. I mean, he watched the other ones as well. But he was able to catch the hype with the prequels as like the first hype that he was catching. Um. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And and <laughs> yeah, and so that makes a big difference. But anyway. Uh, yeah. That's neither here nor there. We are here not to talk about a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We're here to talk about 90 years in the future right here. So that's that's what we're here to talk about. But we do have some news that we're going to talk about first. And we do have feedback. And I did finally get around to organizing the voicemail inbox. So we have some feedback from uh, Daniel. Daniel Butcher, one of the original. No, well, there's only two of us who were original <laughs> hosts. So along with me, he, he was the founder 
of this podcast, and he wants to weigh in on some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and so we have some some messages from him, and we also have our episode to talk about, which is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fight Club. Yes. Stu, do you have some news for us? Sure. Okay, I'll play Uh, the sounder, and let's get to it. Okay. S.H.I.E.L.D. Intelligence Report. Lay it on us, man. So, Let us so you it. like you like your runaways, right? I have. I have not seen the finale as of this moment. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the finale has shown up on Hulu um, within the last few hours, and apparently, one of us who is not me or you, Stu, has seen it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but that said, uh, the nine episodes leading up to this point, I have enjoyed. Yes. How about you? I have also enjoyed them and we're going to be able to enjoy another season. So yay. Yeah. I have seen the season finale and I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, And that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler policy is we can't talk about it until after we release our next episode of welcome to level seven. Right. Yeah. But so, we're so the other bit of we're oh, getting thirteen episodes this time around. Oh, it, thirteen! It, it yes. is wow. not a ten episode order. It is a thirteen episode order. And you know, Netflix and Hulu—they don't show us their numbers, right? So um, we don't know if they're if this is a big success for them. But you kind of think it's got to be based on the fact that it's you know pretty much as soon as the episode dropped, they made this announcement couple days ago so yeah you kind of the timing is is good in our favor well and i think maybe some of the timing also was hey runaways season two is happening because it's so good so now you should go and run out and subscribe to hulu so you can actually watch Mm -hmm. season one so yeah i'd be interested to see if they do a dvd release of that because um one of the things i'm finding that I'm really enjoying as I'm going through another project that we're working on is watching as uh, DVDs of the movies and you're getting to see some of the one shots and the director's mm-hmm. commentaries and the behind the scenes and stuff like that. And so um, it'd be interesting to see if they do a, a, a DVD release of that as well. Yeah. I mean, they do DVD releases of the Netflix stuff, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, they've all shown up. Um, except for maybe Iron Fist that may not be out yet on a, on a DVD or Blu-ray release, but they have done that and Mm -hmm. it it wouldn't surprise me if Hulu, uh, or whoever (laughs) would, would do a release of it just because the limited amount of release that I feel like it's it's gotten so far, you know, Netflix releases stuff when it's something to brag about. So bright, they bragged about Right. Uh, had like 11 million viewers in a week or two or something like that. And, and they bragged about that. Um, Hulu, they're not just a numbers game where it's subscribers and who of our subscribers are watching what Hulu actually has advertising revenue as well. And so that's right. actually something else that figures into that. And I mean, <laughs> with runaways, they play that commercial for Los Angeles I mean, there's four different Los Angeles commercials featuring the cast of the Runaways and the producers from Runaways, and every episode, it it shows up, and it's the primary so, produced or not produced by it's the primary brought to you by uh, announcement at the, the beginning, ci- and it, it's the city of Los Angeles, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which 
it's it, great. It's not the first time I've seen something like that. Um, I mean, where you'll have like a company or an organization sponsor, you know, IMAX was, you know, a, a production comp- company partnership for Inhumans, even when it was not in, in theaters with that. I mean, right. With, and there were still the remaining episodes, but. And there were still advertisements for that, too. When they, when they were, I mean, not, maybe not as full force as this, but you could tell that there was an IMAX, you know, thread through it. They they were putting some money behind it. So Um, it's, it's interesting, but it's quality too. And (laughs) that might be the difference. I think Netflix (laughs) and Hulu can afford to say, okay, um, the cost is right and the quality is Mm -hmm. high and they can afford to do prestige things. And not just a numbers game. Like, what are the ratings? Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Netflix, yeah, did you did you like and or finish Punisher? <laughs> I have not started Punisher. <laughs> oh, how about I haven't you, even started it. I have not started Punisher either, and I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day. I'm not ready for all of the. Martin Scorsese blood fights out there, but yet at the same time, I really liked the character and when he would sit down and actually have um, these one-on-one discussions with Karen and other characters. So I'm kind of, well, I'm kind of a little anxious, but at the same time, I also want to watch it. <laughs> well, you know, as, as is our tradition, when we talk about, you know, the, these things, um, we're going to have more in our plate. Because Punisher's getting the season two. Oh, that's so. true. So I should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the question is, though, I mean, will we have more on our plate? Will we? I mean, well, are we going to now, have a season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That's the big question. And that's the next news topic I have. Where, oh, oh uh, there's an answer to this question that I no, had no, no idea what say, you were talking or you were going to bring up next. I, I didn't say there was an answer. I said... I have an article that pertains to it because like most things, there's no answer. <laughs> well, let's hear the AB, quote because there is an AB, official word. Yes. It's the, and the official word is cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I would say I'm cautiously optimistic. ABC boss uh, Channing Dunn. This is an entertainment weekly says uh, article told reporters at the television critics association winter press store Monday. It's always hard at this point in January to know because some of it also dependent upon your new development and how you feel about those things. So that's why it's really hard at the top of the year to know exactly what's going to happen. So basically he's saying, I like it. I don't want to cut it yet, but it's got to make money. That's totally what it is. And you yeah. know what? That's, that's but the game, a, you know? Absolutely. This is where, you know, TV is a, is a, is a medium to make money. It's a business at the end of the day. And while Netflix and Hulu can do these prestige things, ABC is still a network television entity and it has to, make money. It has to put things on the air that drive viewers that make money. Yeah. Yeah. And the prestige kind of stuff that can come, but not at too much of a cost. And right. Um, now later down in the article, 
it does say the future for Marvels and humans <laughs> is looking good. <laughs> and then it gives a, it gives some numbers and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're actually developing a reboot of the great American hero, <laughs> which if they're going to talk about that rather than in humans that you kind of see the writing on the wall for Inhumans. So I'm well, sorry to say that. I think at last Comic Con, Ming Na Wen, who plays May on Agents of Shield, I think she let it slip. Oh, I thought they were canceled already. She didn't get that far in her statement, though. She yeah. only got as far as well. I think they didn't. They it was more something more like that. Then didn't they yeah. cancel that? She didn't get so far as to say the c word, uh, but you got the impression that the c word was on on its way, uh, and not that yeah. c word. The good. No, not the other C word. Cancel. Not the bad cancel. C we, we, we can say yes. the word. We can say canceled. Yes, yes I'm just. I, yes, I just. Yeah. <laughs> when you say the C word, it, there's. Yeah. Somebody yeah. somewhere is going to not hear it right. The double C phrase was there. Context clues. I mean, I, I, I hope it was there. but <laughs> I, I hope it was too. But <laughs> This is a podcast about TV shows and movies. On this podcast, in the context of our show, the C word is canceled. So yes, <laughs> and this is a very clean podcast, or we try to keep it clean. It is also that too. <laughs> I think so, we do. I so, think we do a decent job keeping it clean. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. As much as possible, as as the content of the shows permit. I think even as we so, talk about the content, I, I yeah. hope so. Anyway, I hope we do so in a fair, clean, clear, and precise manner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to recap, Runaways, yes. Punisher getting a second season, Agents of Shield, maybe Inhumans, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also read something somewhere that, um, and I don't have a good article for it, so I can't really post it. But um, the idea of them not making a um, a, a summer show um, was kind of floated out there because. You know, the last time they did this, uh, Agent Carter, which we loved, didn't really have really high ratings. And then, of course, in humans, you've heard about that. So I would not expect to see a um, summer. I mean, there's a big thing happening this summer. Let's just face that, right? I would not expect to see a summer um, series this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Agent Carter in humans, they both served a purpose that you could understand, which was to allow this superhero Marvel hour to be extended beyond just the 22 episodes. I mean, when, when agent Carter was happening, they had 30, 30 some weeks of content at that time uh -huh. slot. And the same with Inhumans, they ended up with 32 weeks of content in, in that time slot without having to have any reruns or long hiatuses. Uh, it worked. The question was quality. And again, also advertising about dollars. So, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, again, I would not be upset if inhuman, if characters from inhumans showed up on agents of shield. Not uh, at all. Yeah. No, I, the actors did well with what they had Yeah, and the characters themselves could be compelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, and I'm not going to slanderize the showrunners again. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that. Well, that, is, it, that, is, it, is it slander when it's my own opinion? <laughs> I, 
No. So. I, I feel I mean, like we've just been down that road. Yeah, so. we've been down that road. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think that the characters themselves were compelling. So I think yes, it's it's absolutely. fair to give them another shot on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think we should also talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. What do you think, Ben? I think it's a oh, yeah. very good idea. Let's do it. Mission report. So this episode is called Fun and Games. And it's uh, directed by Clark Gregg. Which Who's he? He's, he's this guy. He he directed this this little uh, indie movie uh, called I think it was called Trust Me, and and uh, for, for based on that I guess they allowed him the opportunity to to direct an episode of the show. So that's that's what he, the only thing I can really uh, that's that's conjecture. Let's put, let's put it that way that they, they allowed him to direct this based on that you movie. Know, he was in um he was in that much ado about nothing that Joss Whedon uh directed. What? And so he knows he knows um you know the Whedons and Marissa. So that's it's all connected. Happened. It's all connected. <laughs> Look at that. I mean he directed this movie called Trust Me, and then he goes out and, and he acts in a Joss Whedon film. Uh right. a Joss Whedon Shakespeare film, no less. I mean, mm-hmm. so he knows drama. And <laughs> you know, you know, I see a bright future for that kid. <laughs> hey, so here's the other connection, though. I mean, obviously, we have director Colson directing the episode. That's, <gasps> that's nice. But, I love that. <laughs> uh, here's the other connection that I found fun this week was that there was another person who directed an episode of a show that I watched who has an intimate connection to that show. Have you watched you it yet? you need to stop talking about it. Have you it. watched it yet? No, because I am Stuart? fainting. Star Trek I Discovery was directed by Jonathan Frakes, man. Frakes directed that episode. I know. And I will I say no more about that. Is, that. that is enough of today. that. Yes, but I just was happy to be able to say the thing that you have been saying to me. I know, that's fun. So I, I am taking advantage of that opportunity that I am ahead of you in Star Trek right now. I, and I appreciate that. I am actually waiting for a friend of mine and I, we get together and we watch, um, we watch it usually like right at, you know, right as soon as we possibly can. But my living room is in shambles and I'm trying to repaint it and all that sort of stuff. So it was not appropriate to invite, invite a friend over, um, because you didn't clean your room. And, (laughs) Uh, so now we're having to wait and reschedule and I'm trying to paint, but the paint is not going well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and I will be watching Star Trek Discovery soon. It's it's good. It's been it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I, again, I'm stopping there. I'm not going to spoil Star Trek for people nope. uh, other than to say, no, I'm not going to do it, but. Um, my final word is I liked it for the right reasons and I also liked it for the Trek reasons. So, yes, good. I'm glad to hear that. And hopefully by the next episode, we will, um, we will have talked about it or been able to talk about it. Or maybe even talk about it in a post-credit. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So speaking of post-credits, by the way, after our credits for this episode, uh, we're going to be, I'm going to tease something that we're going to tease. Let's put it that way. But we've got some, (laughs) a special thing happening on our other podcast feed on the other show the yeah. other show cool. that yeah special so teasing the tease 
Well, let's talk about this episode then, this actual mm-hmm. episode that we have here. And um, first, let's talk about the new guy and his story. The new guy is Flint, and he is actually a character from the comics. And I knew he was important for two reasons. One was he had his own music theme when he was on screen doing his thing. And and they actually referenced that music theme later on in the episode a couple other times. They showed him clearly an important character. The other reason I knew was I got a message from Daniel Butcher really after he watched it. He's like, hey, have you seen it yet? Because Marvel character. Um, so I was I was looking for something like that. He didn't tell me who it was. But um, yeah, he is his name is Flint and he's doing his own thing. And then we see that the Kree are rounding up kids to do the Terragenesis ceremony. And it's a harvest. That's what they call it, a harvest. And they used to wait until kids turned 18. But this time around, Cassius wants to do earlier kids because he wants to have more product to sell, I guess, uh, because he's able to sell inhumans to people, uh, aliens from other planets. When the ceremony is done, he gets encrusted in a crusty shell. And as as you do when you're going through Terragenesis like this, he explodes out of it. And I'm thinking he's dead, just like, oh, bad memories. Hmm. Just like Suki's brother? Who? No, no. Um, just like uh, Trip. Oh. Triplet, yeah. Because you remember, he went through yeah. that thing. and now, you... now that was when it was more concentrated and humans were dying from it. And he got covered by the encrustation and then just exploded. But Daisy got covered by it and it explodes off of her and she has powers. But he's just. Well, I thought, I, I thought the reason why he was killed off was because it's not the ter- it's not the blue terogenesis gen- terogenesis crystals that were killing humans, regular humans. It was the metal that they were embedded in the crystals. Well, I'm I'm not sure what was doing the actual killing, but when it was less concentrated, it wasn't killing people, like people who didn't have the Inhumans gene were able to, you know, ingest the fish oil and right. it didn't affect them. But if you had right. the inhumans gene, it would affect you. And so this ceremony here didn't kill the other three kids, but it did get Flint. And I'm thinking he's just gone, he's dead. But no, <laughs> nice surprise. Yo yo pulled him out of there. And fast thinker, fast mover. Um she helps him deal with what has just happened. She explains her own origin which she was eating uh fish soup and tacos and (laughs) that was uh that's what did it for her now ben ben what's a taco what kind of future is this doesn't have tacos (sighs) (laughs) i know oh mac mac threatened he's gonna be gone if they ever get out of this he told that to colson and i don't care if he leaves the team i just don't want to leave the show you know well, he can't be on the show and not on the team. Yes, he could. He could. He could be like out living his life somewhere else and they just constantly bug him. I'm like, hey, Mac, <laughs> Mac, we need you to fix this. Hey, Mac, Mac, we need you to come with us on this mission just this one time. Which uh, means they then, would end up pulling him back yep, in. Every time I think I'm out, they end up pulling me back in. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah. Because otherwise he would be a, a Bobby and Hunter situation. I don't want that. That's what I'm no. saying. Yeah. I, no, no, no. I, I like Matt. He can leave S.H.I.E.L.D. He doesn't have to leave the show. 
because he brings so much fun and and life to this show. Oh, he's got he's yeah. got some great one liners. Yeah, and not only that, a really touching character arc. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's not just a jokester. Yeah. He is a jokester, yes, but he is also just uh, a stand up guy who lost so much, and uh, you know, it just. I, I, I love this character. I think he's fun. I don't want to lose him. I don't. But we will find out what's going to happen mm-hmm. when they get home. Uh, so the Kree are very put out that he is missing. And they confront Tess, who is the team's you know kind of future lifeline right now. They confront her because they saw her talking to him and consoling him. And, and giving advice to him. And she lies to them and says, well, I was just, you know, I don't want to lose a, you know, money because this guy's he's a, he buys stuff from me. Uh, so then they just kill her and they hang her up and hang a sign on her that says, bring the inhuman. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. Grill then goes and confronts the team and activates the metrics that they have on their wrists uh, to lock them down. Um, so Mac, Colson, uh, yo-yo, they're all locked to the walls or magnetically sealed to the walls or whatever. Flint is there and he doesn't have the same uh, fail-safe device from Grill that gives him power over the team, but he knocks knocks Flint down. Flint has powers now, though, and he uses them and he crushes Grill. Boom. Two supporting cast members for this story arc dead in this particular situation. That scene when he starts using his, his force powers reminded me of the jet last Jedi trailer, by the way, mm. <laughs> I was watching that. And I was like, huh, that that's an interesting shot. They just stole. Okay, good. Yes. Except for one thing. I mean, could they have done it in any way different than that? I mean, the guy's powers are rock powers. Are they nah. rock powers or they are they are. levitation powers? No, they're rock powers. Well, from the comics. They, they might be oh, different here. Oh, okay. But his powers are are rock related. He's able to control rock. He's able to actually like make a rock armor kind of thing. Um and and so those are and so even his name, Flint, uh, which is, you know, that's related to, you know, earthy things and um yeah, so he he, that, he has rock related powers. Yeah. That's better for me than than just him levitating stuff. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously, the force is more than uh, moving rocks, but um, it's just for him. That is all he has is <laughs> it's it's rocks. It's rock related. And I want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> maybe ben. maybe now is the time. Maybe now is the time. Ben Stewart, as yeah. we learned from The Last Jedi, and it's not exactly a spoiler. The force is not about moving stuff around with your mind. <laughs> yeah. It's not just about right. lifting rocks. Although sometimes yeah. it is because I mean, Empire Strikes Back. That was, I, I love, okay. We're not, we're not here to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, we, we've gone down Trek rabbit holes. We're not going to go down Wars <laughs> rabbit holes. Let's, uh, let's go down Flint's yeah, situation here. Yeah. Um, okay. Consider this. You have a dude with rock-related powers. You have a world that has been broken. And what's the world made out of? Rocks. rocks. My, my prediction. My, <laughs> not to. My, 
my prediction is he is going to go back in time with them. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, and, and part of that prediction comes from he is a character from the comics. Um, mm-hmm. I predict he's going to go back in time with them. I'm not sure if he is going to be involved in stopping the event or if somehow he's involved in creating the event that destroys the world. But I'm inclined to say he's going to actually go back and help them stop the event that destroys the Earth. In other words, then, we get this time paradox that could be fun to play with where the event happens and causes him to exist. But then he goes back in time to stop the event that he created a timeline where he was born. I think there could be some cool stuff to play with if they do it right. But well, I mean, that's an interesting paradox. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe they play at the Back to the Future way where he disappears or maybe they just keep him and he's just from this alternate future that either no longer exists or maybe be like the new Star Trek where I like what they did. It was a little bit weird, but um, in the new Star Trek trilogy, it takes place in next generation time. There's a Romulan who goes back in time for revenge against the Vulcans And in going back in time for revenge against the Vulcans, Spock from the future goes back in time to that time as well to stop him. But that doesn't his revenge against the Vulcans actually creates a new timeline. So in the timeline that the Romulan came from, those Vulcans still survived and lived. And he didn't get revenge against them. He just gets this kind of, I don't know, Pyrrhic victory where he is able to kill some Vulcans in a different timeline, but Spock goes back in time and helps the new timeline. And maybe that's the kind of thing we get here. And yeah, so that's maybe that's the Trek or- rabbit hole, but it's related. Actually Trek was in my notes this time. It wasn't just a, Hey, this reminds me of something that I just thought of. Or maybe you have a doctor who solution, which is, Oh, so there's another person and it'll be okay. <laughs> I, the the fact of the matter is it's TV and if they like the character they'll keep him and if they don't or whatever he won't be kept that's well, they, I, they they will write they will write a way to keep him or what if now I haven't seen episode 10 of Runaways and I don't know what their season 2 plans are but <gasps> what if they bring him back in time and then they're like okay now we got this teenage character and he runs away and, and joins this team of other teenage characters in Los Angeles. Hmm? Hey, hey, Ben. Ben. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be your Eeyore today. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. I mean, even okay. as I. <laughs> even as <you laughs> before said. I say it, I know it's not happening. I'm just saying if I was Marvel TV guy, I'd be looking at things like that. Because they haven't they haven't mentioned once. That I and in all the runaways I've seen, and I'm only up to episode nine. They haven't mentioned once anything other in the MCU at all. And they've had opportunity. Yeah. Anyway. But we're not going to talk too much about that. We have talked that's about it on runaways on those episodes. So as I say, that's a different show. So yeah. Well, it's not a different show, not technically, but yeah. It, it's we've talked about it in those episodes. Okay. So, anything more about Flint you want to talk about? I liked Flint right away. And you know mm-hmm. what? He's so nice. 
I doubt he's a thief, but he's a scavenger. And the thing is, he is so nice and so liked already on the lighthouse bunker that Grill likes him. That's yeah. important. <laughs> it's Grill true. likes him. And on occasion even gives, gives him extra credits. So, yeah. It makes that scene later where Grill dies a little bit more hard to watch. It's hard to watch anyway, though. Yeah, it is. I, both it. of the deaths that we have in this sequence with Flint. Tess's death. I was not expecting that. No, I wasn't expecting no, that. No, and that was just awful because that was a murder that was a flat out the creed killed her because yeah yeah. and it's the kind of thing you you see it happen in in stories all the time but you also see it happen uh you know on the news even sometimes where it's just it's retribution killing to make a point to create terror and you know because they there's a situation here that the people in charge cannot abide and so what are they going to do about it well they are going to make their threat and they are going to act on their threat and they are going to, yeah. Yeah. Use, use that death to create another threat. Um, Bad, bad event, but good storytelling. Yeah. um, As opposed to Flint's death, Flint or Uh -uh. as I'm, I'm sorry, grills death. Flint was acting in defense and um, it was not, um, he, it's not something that he wanted to do to hurt other people. He was just trying to make sure everybody was going to be safe. And yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it was so, a brutal death though. Yes, it was. In the, in the comics, Ben, this mm-hmm. Flint character, is he situated in a situation like the lighthouse or is he like a, a gifted ex kid? Well, he's an inhuman and he appears and is created in, I, I believe it was the most recent Inhumans series um, that I've only read the first issue of that introduced that's that series introduced. Uh, oh, maze, maze man. Oh, the lash. Doctor. Is that? Yes. What, yeah. Lash. Um, that series introduced lash and introduced some new. Inhumans characters and and Flint was one who came out of that, and so but but Flint in the comics isn't in space, nor is he in the future, nor is he in the future. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean he's he's a modern day Inhuman. Uh, I, if the Inhumans are in space right now, maybe he's in space, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not reading the Inhuman comics right now, so um, we've we've pretty much hit the limits of my knowledge here. But he, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was created from the, uh, some inhuman uh, Terrigen mists, uh, obviously. And then he, he's a new character. And so they, I've seen some pictures of him though. And it's one of those runaways casting kind of thing where he looks like the character. Um, he, he feels like the character and yeah, but now grill is gone. Tess is gone. And uh, honestly, at this point with the death of those two characters, I kind of feel like maybe we're moving toward uh, the end of this arc of of this first pod of of the season. So you think it's going to be a pod? Okay. I I I do. We were on. 
Well, in that article about the head of ABC saying that they were cautiously optimistic about uh-huh. um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. getting a sixth season, I think he he did uh, mention something about the story arc ending halfway through the season. So I'm unsure if there are two or three pods in this season. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything official. I mean, this is me saying... I, I th- this is just what it feels like to me is that yeah. we are heading well, toward the end of our pod by, by shearing away these extra characters and yeah, we're definitely it- moving towards a, a change of scenery. Right. So they, they've got to move from the lighthouse to the next big scene piece mm-hmm. that will help propel them to, you know, one hopes that they're going to put the earth back together. <laughs> Yeah. You know. Yeah. And like you said, with this kid with rock powers, it makes sense. So Well, let's move on to Fitz now. Uh Fitz and Enoch. It's uh it's 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 our um really nice Han Solo and well groomed Chewbacca. Uh <laughs> I mean it's just Enoch is there to serve, man. I I love this guy. He's been in you know, what, two episodes? Up and I mean, two episodes where he's been in the episode, and then two episodes where he was just kind of in the background and had one line. Uh, but I, I really like this guy. He he's knowledgeable, he's helpful, and wants to help avoid the extinction level event. <laughs> so he, I like him. Yeah, I mean, again, if you watch, if listeners out there listen or watch uh, this show Supernatural, he's a lot like Castiel. I mean, Castiel is kind of awkward in the way he moves and interacts, but he also kind of likes to have fun and do these adventures and and save the world kind of stuff. So, yeah, it continues. And, yeah, he's, he's another great character. Um, very early on in his story. And he doesn't have any ties to the to the Marvel comics that you know of, right, Ben? Not that I know of. I looked. I looked. And there are characters named Enoch from the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that really his name, Enoch, comes from the, the biblical Enoch. And who's mentioned in one verse in the Bible, I think it's in Genesis, and it just says, Enoch walked with God and he was taken up into heaven. And, and he he is, uh, as far as that goes, one of the couple of people who never actually died. Uh, that's, mm. that's the religious significance behind him is that he walked with God, didn't die. He was just taken up. And and that goes along then with this character being this long lived uh I mean, he's he was what thirty thousand years old, maybe a little bit older, because I think he's been on like Earth 30, for thirty thousand years. Yeah, yeah, he's on. He's he's thirty thousand and twenty eight, uh, because right. he went through college <laughs> and then he had that internship and then uh, he got his job and uh, you know so he had his job for three years before they gave him this assignment to come to Earth and he's been on Earth for for thirty thousand years. He'll be forever twenty nine thousand years old. Don't ask him any different. <laughs> So and, and he's just been observing, and I, I wonder if Agents of Shield was like, "Oh shoot, they use Stan Lee, and he's talking to Watchers. We can't make this guy a Watcher, <laughs> but, but he's basically a Watcher. 
Mm. Because watchers mm. in the comics are allowed to observe, but not mm-hmm. do any kind of interaction. Uh, not well, not do any kind of, of uh, intervention. I should say, not interaction, because uh, they actually talk with with the people from the Marvel universe, but they aren't supposed to help them. And of course, the Watcher from Earth ends up getting involved all the time. And right, because Earth is special. It is special in the in the Marvel universe, and in comics, Earth is very special. It's a it's kind of this nexus point. This. Um, crossroads point. It's like all these points in the universe point to Earth. And so that's why all these aliens are visiting and that's why all these things are happening. And yeah. yeah. And and then the, the nexus point on Earth for all the realities is is the man thing. Just wanted to bring <laughs> bring that character up one more time. Babe. Go right ahead. Just yeah. In case in case we'd forgotten that yeah. you love the that man I thing. like Swamp Things, yes. Uh, swamp <laughs> monsters are my jam. Which sounds really gross. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Fitz is posing as a marauder, and he has Enoch helping him because Enoch helps by giving him all of the the protocol. Uh, he's C three PO. He's also he's he's Chewbacca. He's Lobot. He's C three PO. He's he's all these serving characters, but he helps understand the protocol of what's going on with this whole you know bidding and and all this stuff Fitz is posing as a guy named Boshtok which I love that name Boshtok and he sees Gemma and so here's our moment he approaches Gemma he speaks to Gemma he proposes to Gemma and she's deaf and cannot hear a thing he says and it's just the oh the moment it gets more and more awkward because he's standing there like don't don't turn around. <laughs> it's it's me, but don't turn around. Just pretend I'm not here. Doing a really good job pretending. Doing like a really good job of pretending. Too good a job of pretending. But Cassius removes the control though, because Fitz he is playing the game. Uh, I, he 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 games Cassius. He's hey, she's not listening to me. I'm asking for something and. She, you know, how can she serve me if she can't hear me? So Cassius turns off the deafness, removes that control. So she can then hear Fitz. She can talk to Daisy later on. Want to talk about Fitz and Simmons for a little bit here? Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. That I don't... proposal was perfect. And she missed it. I don't think she did. I think I think we're supposed to believe that she did, and and probably she did, but I think that she heard it. I'm just I, gonna I, say that. I disagree with you. Well, of course you do, because I'm wrong. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's a it's a valid thing. And by all rights, she should have she should have missed it, like she did. Um, but she like moved in certain ways or like looked up at the right time or something. So I believe that she, that she heard him. Well, realistically, I believe that she would have seen Fitz in the reflection of that window, but unless it's like some sort of special glass that doesn't, um, pick up background reflections. Fitz is also a vampire, so he wouldn't reflect it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But yeah, she missed it. And it was a perfect proposal. And she missed it. Oh, <laughs> that killed me. Yeah, it was good. It, it was, was good. really good. 
It's like someone wrote it for him. <laughs> yeah, it's like he had writers but or something. But it was Enoch. <laughs> but it was Enoch. He's like, by the way, you're going to want to propose. I've written it down on cards for you. They're in your, ja- they're in your jacket pocket. <laughs> Look, dude, you didn't sleep 90 years to just say hello. You got to give her, you got to give her something a little bit more than that. Uh, he does, yeah, have, does have kind of the nose. Enoch is his wingman, too. Yeah. yeah. He's Cyrano. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, Enoch's everything. Everything Enoch to everyone. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and to think we thought he was something evil, we did. When, you know, the, in the first episode, yeah. Which you know, bravo to the bravo to the the writers to to make that not be a thing. Yeah. No, they they totally turned the expectation on its head and did so in a way that still made sense and was logical sense to the progression of the story and not just a head scratching twist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Enoch is sort of like a cross between Data, Han Solo, and James Bond. He's like this. <laughs> but he's a little bit too nerdy to be all three of those guys at the same time. Right. Which is why he's a crossover. <laughs> I mean, you could throw a little bit of the Doctor into him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. absolutely could throw a little bit of the Doctor into him. With um, the smooth, with the smooth and smoothness of James Bond. But also the enjoyment of the adventure that Han Solo has. Yeah. He, yeah. Great character. I really am, am enjoying yeah. this character. And again, uh, hoping we don't lose him. But, mm-hmm. you know, if we're going to lose someone, let's keep Mac. I mean, yes. Nothing against <laughs> well, you, Enoch. Nothing against you. I don't believe they're going to make him a series regular if they do keep him. He's going to, if anything, he'll be a fan favorite that floats back in, you know, later on. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. He'll, he'll, well. he'll come in, he'll come in and be like, Hey guys, I'm here to save the day and then leave again. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally cool with that. Well, let's talk about, uh, may then, uh, because here's what's going on. Cassius, he has a dinner and it's nice and he's got buyers and they're, they're jerks and he's got, uh, all this going on. And there's the plan. Fitz has the plan. He's going to help them because he's going to actually buy the the, uh, the destroyer of worlds. And uh, so they go to the arena, which I, I'm saying it, it the 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 low rent TV uh, Ragnarok arena, which I, I just <laughs> I this has to be on purpose, right? Like they're doing the arena thing at the same time. You know, in, in the season that happens right after Thor Ragnarok, that's that's got to be on purpose. Am I? I'm not crazy, right? No, I don't think you're crazy, but I I also think that this may be a cultural norm for the Cree to have these sort of um, on the outskirts to have like these sort of arena type things going on. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I mean, they wrote the, that cultural norm into what's going on here because of Thor Ragnarok. I, I just it's too much of a coincidence not to be, but uh, May is put up against Ben in in the arena, and mm. uh, it's it's a decent fight because he can read minds and so he can anticipate moves, but he can't anticipate things that aren't thought. And if she wasn't hurt, if she didn't have a hurt leg, she would have won. But Ben gets the best mm. of her. Uh, Fitz saves her. 
Uh, She's by... the cavalry. She's supposed to win. But she doesn't. Right, but she gets a good couple of wallops in on him. She does better than she should have. Yeah. Why? Because she's so good, right? Right. Uh, so she, uh, they're going to banish her to the surface where the roaches are. Um, this is then also when Ben is killed because it's revealed that he knew that when he read Daisy's mind, he knew that there was more than just Daisy and Gemma. But he told Cassius in an earlier episode that it was just the two of them. And Cassius figures out that he knew. And so Ben is killed. And so once again, we are just letting our supporting cast for this storyline go. Third mm-hmm. unexpected death of this episode. Now, I'm not in chronological order, but in the order that we're talking about them, third unexpected death. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So, and then, and then Fitz escapes and talk about being cool. Well, before he escapes, Daisy gets put up against Sonara because Cassius's brother shows up, uh, and we find out some background about Cassius. Uh, he was sent here. He is almost, um, uh, it, well, he, he sent there because he's the son who dad doesn't like. It sounds like, and, mm-hmm. uh, dad sends a representative to where, you know, this is backwater planet and it's Cassius's brother. And is that changes the whole plan because Cassius's brother, there's no way Fitz can outspend Cassius's brother. And so Fitz is angry and what's he going to do? They have to change the plan. Daisy goes up against Sonara, which is not something Cassius wanted to do. But it happens. And Daisy is able to win. And then she goes to use her powers against the people in the stands. And then her powers get turned off. But we get an awesome uh, uh, Fitz-Simmons moment where Fitz and Simmons fight they shoot they slit a throat and then they get out of there and Gemma proposes (laughs) so and then and then they argue about and then Fitz mentions that he proposed first and she's like yeah right (laughs) which comes back to my earlier point she did not hear him (laughs) earlier she also would never let him win either you know that if she had heard him, she would have been tearing up like crazy. I, I think that, yeah, if she had heard him, she would have not been able to not react. Right. Mm, well, whatever. <laughs> I still, in my head canon, which I, I understand is wrong, she, st- she still heard him. You know, maybe, maybe in such a way that she doesn't even recognize that she heard him. Maybe on such a subconscious she just level. sensed it. That's it. You can you can hey, run with that, man. Stuart, sure. you yeah. can't see it from here, but I am making faces and mocking you. Well, that's great. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> now, we don't do that to each other here. Dude. Yes, no, wait, <laughs> we totally do that to each other here. <laughs> uh, did you guys catch the Saved by the Bell connection? No, I missed it. The Saved by the Bell connection. Let's hear it. Uh-huh. Uh, let's hear. It. So the um, the guy who played 
the the other buyer, Senator Gaius. Yeah, yeah. Is was the um, professor on Saved by the Bell, the College Years, huh. which is a short lived yeah. late night. You know, because uh-huh. I'm of an age where I would have enjoyed the viewing of such a thing. So there it is. Well, was I, it late night or was it a Saturday morning show? It was at night. That was um, prime it was time. Like a, yep. It was, a, okay. it was like a prime time sitcom. College Years okay. was prime time. Uh, didn't it run concurrently with like the Saved by the Bell Next Generation kind of thing? It might have. The new uh, class. That was yeah. Saturday morning, but... Yeah, um, I didn't like new class. But either. this was Screech and Zach and uh oh whatever his name was. The other guy. Slater. 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 They were roommates. Basically in the entire basically the entire class except finagled their way into college. <laughs> yeah. There was one except or two. two who wasn't there. Didn't they have like two new girls? I think they did, yeah. yeah. But they still had they still had Tiffany and Theason. and um, wow. I thought they okay. all showed up at some point. Look, I, uh, that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's for the Save <laughs> of the Bell podcast. This is not that. I, you know, I, Daniel makes fun of us for the Star Trek rabbit holes that we go down, but this Cannot one wait for here to Save by the this. Bell rabbit hole. Whew, okay. To be fair, he was also in an episode of Voyager, but. Let's not go there. He he's a recognizable face though as an act, as oh, yeah. an extra. He, and very much so. Yeah. I mean he, I thought he was going to be more important in this episode than he was. Right. But he, he, he he's he's been he's been working for a long time and he's a very recognizable actor and he's a very character driven actor, so I like to see him around. He has a good look. Like he has this kind of look of a, a guy who's got it together, you know, and, and he's uh, he has some authority, but but he's still a little boyish, you know. Yeah. He's got it together, but he can certainly lose it pretty quickly. <laughs> so, but he 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 got shot, didn't he? I can't remember. Did he die? Um. Oh, I did not write that down. Yeah. Well, he wasn't that important because. <laughs> no. <laughs> so here's my question, though. Cassius. Is, yeah, what's is up he with dead? him? Because they totally slit the guy's throat. Well, Gemma slit his throat, but as the uh, Gemma, Daisy, and Fitz are running out of that little arena area into the hangar door, um, it's an upshot, and you can see into the um, crowd that's watching the arena, and Cassius is sitting up and he's holding his neck. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I mean, Cree have different physiology, and right. so it's very possible that he's not dead. But that was a surprise too, though. That, that Gemma making that move, um, because wasn't that what she got made fun of by by Daisy for? Like she had a you know a utensil from from right. the table. Right. Right. She had the knife. Yeah. She, she didn't and- have much of, much of a choice, but. What else is she going to get as a weapon? True. She's not an human. Right. So, okay. Anything more here about Fitz and Simmons? I mean, the, the team is basically, it looks like the team is coming back together, except for May. 
I'm just point. glad to see those two kids finally get together. Let's see how they get ripped apart again. I'm telling you, second pod of the season, something's going to happen. One's I, wonder, gonna turn... oh, I wonder what kind of theme they have for their wedding. Okay. <laughs> if Good they question. both show up to the wedding, Good that's question. If they can both make it, yeah. <laughs> what is this wedding going to look like? I mean, are we going to get like a wedding episode or is it going to be just a justice of the peace? Uh, are we going to get the president from Iron Man 3, Ooh. you know, come and perform the wedding? Or maybe they have an argument where Fitz wants a Star Trek theme and Gemma wants to do a more traditional flowers and romance sort of thing going on. And then they work it out together. And so you get a nice combination of Star Trek in a, gar- in a, in a garden. Or is, I mean, maybe Captain America could perform. Well, that's the wrong kind of captain. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I'm just curious, where are they going with this? You know, wedding. Is this going to be an event or, wedding or is this just going to be a, it just, they get back from the future and they have a, a little ceremony and, and, and it's Doc there. Brown marries them and, and the, uh, under the, under the wing of the, the train, um, <laughs> back to the future. So, yes. Or maybe Enoch is a ordained priest. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be. He's everything else, man. He might as well be. And he, I mean, he ends the episode and he's a Cree. He, he right. paints himself blue and totally is – I I am totally a Cree guy. And yeah, uh, and he – it looks like – I think he is going to the surface to rescue May. That's my guess for him. Yeah. But as far <laughs> it as, might not as be. Far as, as far as the wedding goes, I feel like if they're going to end the series, they're going to end it with a wedding of those two kids. Hmm. And that's yeah. going to be – the I thing, like and if they're not going to end the series, the they, wedding won't happen. No, not to say that the wedding won't happen, but it won't be such a tentpole. Or maybe the wedding will be interrupted by the arrival of Silver Surfer. Okay. Because Galactus is on his way. Right. Right. Oh. Maybe the the inter- the wedding will be interrupted by Thanos. Or maybe they shouldn't reference Fantastic Four the too. <laughs> not yet. That actually, the wedding day being the coming of Thanos. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that, there, there's some possible shenanigans to have there. Yeah, hey. and then you, and then you have Fitz and Simmons saying, "Oh, not again! Come mm-hmm. on!" Mm-hmm. And the then wedding you, day is it's yeah. in New York, and you got that big circle spinning. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the end of the series, and it goes right into Infinity War, and there's no. And then there's no we we never come back to them to yeah uh, it's our cliffhanger yeah oh well, then you have a uh, hunter come um, and he's all yeah the universe is against you never mind remember how I said <laughs> remember how he said the universe was not against you the universe doesn't care it's totally I I I was wrong yeah okay and Bobby shows up and she's like yes he was <laughs> and everybody claps and then fu- and then freeze frames yeah. and laughs yeah. Freeze frame on the smile. Hey, That's speaking right. of, uh, <laughs> on Chips, <laughs> the show, Chips, the sergeant from that show, you know whose father he is? No, who? He's Chris Pine's father. Oh, really? That's right. Yeah. He is Chris Pine's oh. father. You can see it well, if, you, if you see them side by side. There's something in the smile. 
Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and we're going to end on that note. <laughs> so, and uh, we're back to Star Trek now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just have one last thing. And then if you guys have other things before we move to, to listener feedback, but I, I just want to come back to all these deaths. I can't believe how many characters just surprisingly were killed. And it reminds and me pretty brutally too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like they, they, you know, the one girl, I for, I, sorry, I forget her name. She was killed Tess. off screen. Tess was killed off screen, but like she's presented in a brutal way. And then, you know, anytime a rock drops on somebody's head, that's pretty brutal too. So that was an enormous rock. That <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, I, I doubt he's coming back from that. And if they do, it's it's really cheesy to bring him back at this point because he had a rock dumped on him. Like it looked like it seriously looked like it weighed a ton. So, well, uh, to be fair, it was a a lot of very small rocks, you know. But yeah. but see, that's the metaphor here. You know, you've got this. Any anytime you have a group of small things put together into a bigger thing, it's it it's it becomes a greater whole. You know that like any kind of team, you know, uh, you have all mm-hmm. these single people coming together as a collective of people, and and it just it allows you to have more weight to crush the problem that you're coming up against. Metaphorically yes. presented with by, by grill is. <laughs> So grill. those grills in your life that are coming up against you and, and causing you to have your metrics put you up against the wall and hold you at gunpoint, metaphorically speaking, can be destroyed when you come together as a team. Yeah. And you drop a rock into somebody's head. Right. That's the metaphorical taking care of your problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I was just, I, I was just surprised by all these deaths and, and just how quickly they came and, shockingly they came and it was just wild this this was a wild episode and uh, clark Gregg got to direct it yeah and i so, do feel like we are projecting into i mean we're not projecting but we're going into a next set of scenes set of you know area in the you know a next we phase are going in for the story yeah the next yeah. phase yeah yeah um i'm sorry i just yawned um so I was just thinking about it. This is episode six. It feels like it's been a lot longer, <laughs> but this is only episode six of agents of shield. Um, so yeah, we could possibly get a three story arc season. Like we did last ep- season. We still have 16 episodes to go. Yeah. And part of that, the reason it feels so long is because of the inhumans. Maybe. I just feel like a lot has happened. Yeah. Also, in throw into the mix, we had the two weeks of the like your Christmas holidays, Christmas break kind of thing for us here in the, in the states. And uh, for me, it just feels like it's been forever uh, since you know just even December, uh, just with all the stuff going on, family stuff, and yeah. so busy. Move, move, move. Go, go, go. Uh, it episode one of Shield does feel a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, the guy playing, um, Cassius's brother, Falnak. I, did, um, I didn't write his name down. Yeah. Falnak is his name. 
F-A-U-L-N-A-K. Um, he's played by Samuel Raukin, who uh, you might recognize him as uh, Simcoe from Churn. Washington Spies. I think it's on A&E or A- AMC. Well, that's, I mean, I've seen, I've seen part of that show. Yeah. Part of I, I wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen it and uh, he's, uh, he plays a really great bad guy. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, first of all, do you have anything else in your notes that we didn't cover that you'd like to? I am good. Uh, no, that's it. All right. Well, then let's, let's look at some, uh, listener feedback. Shield field report. All right. So the first email we have is subject line Fitz and Simmons. This is from agent Scott Campbell. And the message is very simple. <laughs> Subject, Fitz and Simmons. Body. Yay! <laughs> P.S. <laughs> Assuming they can follow through with the wedding before the universe kills one or both of them, Gemma's last name is going to become Fitz. That makes Fitzsimmons now Fitzfitz. Also, <laughs> if, if Coulson says, hey, Fitz, they're both going to look up and say, huh? This is bad. I guess one of them really should die. So that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that, that escalated very quickly there. Oh. It, it took a turn. It it did it, it did take a turn. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I honestly think if they ever got married, um, it would be she would go Gemma Simmons for like professional stuff, but she would be a Fitz. Yeah. It, it would be sort of like on oh let's throw another obscure TV show, Downton Abbey. Uh, when Anna and Mr. Bates got married, they did not start calling Anna Bates because their tradition was once you become a lady's maid, you are referred to by your surname. Um, she, they, they continued just calling her Anna. So Mm -hmm. there you go. I need to count how many TV and movie show references we talk about (laughs) outside of the MCU. do, Do not. You'll make yourself nuts. I, I just at the beginning, Bates and Anna just didn't work for me. But then later on, I mean, it was it was the the storyline I was most interested in. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, because they kept being thrown in jail. Yes. Well, the universe kept them apart. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. <laughs> back to Shield again. Uh, this one subject is Agents of Shield Five Six Fun and Games, and this is from Agent O Eight Four. Message. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hey, agents. Man, who better than Clark Gregg to direct such a satisfying episode? Two Fitzsimmons proposals. Uh, May fighting a mind reader and getting one good hit in. Fitz channeling the doctor. And, of course, that amazing fight between Daisy and Sonara. I saw a lot of people thinking that Gemma killed Cassius with that knife, but they did show a second where he's glaring at them and holding his wound. It's apparent that she scarred him instead of killing him, which, of course, would be a worse fate in his mind. Ooh, I think that it was a great touch. Next episode, I hope we finally get a good look at the surface with Enoch going to save May. And I'm wondering if we'll see Robin as an old woman leading or helping the humans hiding there. Where do you think this season goes from here? I think I heard the first pod is 10 episodes with all the buildup in this episode. It's hard to imagine that they don't get out of the lighthouse in the next. Maybe they'll spend a few episodes on the surface and that's where the monolith is to send them back. 
I'm predicting the season finale will pit the team against whatever big event is supposed to destroy the planet. Whether that event involves Quake or Gravitron or <laughs> Eeyore be damned, Thanos and an Infinity War tie-in <laughs> remains to be you, seen. You, sir, you, sir, are my friend. Yeah. What, you you also, are, what, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. He just, he just cursed me to eternity <laughs> in hell. Oh, dear. And and you are calling him your friend? Well, for the, for the <laughs> Marvel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a PS, too, by the way, before we, we move on. P.S. The ABC had announced there are no new Marvel shows coming to the network this year, which is unfortunate. But she also mentioned a renewal of for Agents of Shield as possible. That's one silver lining, and yes, it is. Uh, we did talk about it a little bit, but um, I do need to. Uh, you two, I, I do need to press a button here. I, I do. Okay, if you'll allow me to please press the button. The new prize winner of the day. And why did I press the button? Why did I give why, you a no why prize? Did you give him a no prize. Well, yes. I did it because of the scarring. It didn't even that. Oh yeah. His Ooh, he yeah. prizes perfection above all else, mm-hmm. and she just cut him. Now, mm-hmm. even if he's not dead now, wow, that's a. I didn't even think about that. So nice job. Uh, mm-hmm. Kudos to you, Agent 084. Well, the nice thing is, is that now Cassius has some street cred. <laughs> yes, that is true. Like when he goes up against Luke Cage, you know, he's, <laughs> be okay. he's like, "Hey, you want to yeah. know how I got this scar? A lady <laughs> did it with a butter knife <laughs> from my oh. serving table. Never mind." And then, like the next else. time he tells the story, it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. brother had a giant sword. <laughs> And he tried to cut off my head. Um, um, so, uh, <laughs> But I stopped um, it with my vocal cords. <laughs> so he also mentioned something else that was interesting. Yeah. Robin as an old lady. The yes. little girl psychic as an old lady, possibly. Well, 90 uh, years in the future, she'd be, what, 98? That's possible. 97? I mean, it, it's, it is it's realistic as far as human lifespan goes. Yeah. Um, less realistic considering... <laughs> The whole, you know, what happened to the Earth, uh, someone surviving that long. But, but, there, but unless the, she survived by staying in the lighthouse bunker. Or, the, or the, a, uh, a different one. Yeah. Yeah. I just made the connection that the lighthouse bunker and the lighthouse are the same. I, it's yeah. the same thing, yeah. I just got that. Yeah, which is how come that card at the beginning of the season ended up in the lighthouse bunker because it had been there. It was not just a coincidence. Time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I've got some voicemails to play here, and one of them is not from Daniel. So I'm going to start with that. <laughs> hey, agents, this is Agent Waz. I am calling just with a question referring to the past episode with Fitz. I loved it. Fantastic. My question what the heck is going to happen to Fitz when they go back to the past? Is he going to go with them through the monolith? Will they go back to a time? Will they be able to go back to a time that can stop Fitz from going through in the first place? What is going to happen? Will Fitz, if Fitz goes through the monolith, will something change in him? Will he grow old all of a sudden? Will, what will possibly happen? That's my big question. Want to hear what your thoughts were? Thanks so much. Love the podcast. Keep it going. 
Okay, so we, we talked a little bit about this, but this is where we're getting into the different kinds of paradoxes they could get into. Mm-hmm. Where if he goes back with them, I mean, he's going... If they all go back and stop the, the thing from happening and destroying the Earth, then they never would have gone to the future in the first place. But the only reason for... I mean, they're going to stop it, but they're going to go from a point in the future to the past from a future that they're trying to stop and and th- make sure it never happens even. I think as long as... Now, I don't know what the rules are, but it would make sense if it was like a loop. So as long as he doesn't go to the lighthouse bunker and try try to see himself, you know, asleep or whatever for 70 years, then he'll be fine. Or that's the thing that could keep them apart. So they get married in the future. They go back in time. He's an old man. Oh, look, here's my senile old grandfather. (laughs) The one thing I don't want is for them to end up with a situation. What I now refer to as a Star Trek Voyager uh, wrap up where Are you talking about year in hell. Well, not just year in hell. There were a couple episodes where they did time travel stuff and you had this great episode. And then oh, all of a yeah. sudden they, they wrap it up by making it. So it never happened in the first place. And year in hell is a great two part episode of Star Trek Voyager, a great two part episode where that they completely disregard they just, once it- the end of that two episodes, they hit the reset button hard and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they are back and it, it never happened because time travel mm-hmm. and they don't even have any memory of it. Like I don't mind that kind of thing. If they can at least maybe have some memory of it so that they can, uh, you know, if that be aware spinning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I, I, I just don't want it to be that. But as far as like Fitz growing old, um, that, that, I mean, that that's that would be one interesting thing. I don't think they'll go there because of the whole situation with Fitz and Simmons right now. Um, that that brings up uh, it brings up complications. But I, I, yeah, plus I definitely, aging makeup is expensive. So <laughs> that's true. I definitely think it's it's they are using that. They can use that to either wrap up the story or propel the story. It's one of those fluid, fluid character beats, right? So they're going to have a wedding. If it's the end of the series, like I said just a few minutes ago, if it's the end of the series, it's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be wonderful. And we're going to go out on a happy note and everybody's going to ride off into the sunset. If it's going forward in the series, presumably after Infinity War and whatever the Marvel Cinematic Universe looks like on the other side of that movie, it's going to be something different. Yeah. Yeah. My, or oh, it, it does create a paradox and the, you know, the doctor shows up and tries <laughs> to fix it. Well, there are certain fixed points in time that you True. can't, uh, my, my prediction, Flint and Fitz are both going back with the rest of the team and Enoch. Even I think Enoch might even go back and they are going to stop this thing from happening and they will retain all of their memories of of what happened and that other timeline maybe it exists maybe it doesn't um but the that's team certainly will be the other and that's certainly the easiest yeah, yeah. to do you know, i don't think enix going to go back in time because 
this point in time in the future is a continuation of an existing he had lived through all of this 90 years he had but previously. if he goes back in time with them and they fix it uh he would then be able to observe those 90 years again separate i feel different. i feel like he's a being outside of linear time um that's getting a little bit star trekky in there but uh, you know he's i don't I don't feel like he's going back in time with them. No, I think what they'll do is that the team and Flint will go back in time to what we would consider to be present day. And then on occasion, they will run into Enoch again and he'll say, Oh, you, you survived. Good. (laughs) Well, let's turn things over for a few moments to Mr. Daniel Butcher. He has three voicemails that he left behind from, (laughs) from the last three episodes, basically. So this is voicemail number one. Agent Daniel here calling in about the first three episodes, or is it two, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, I don't know if I'm a hot mess, and I don't know if I'm as tense as I should be. I just don't know. But here's some thoughts randomly. So we knew we were going to get space. But did we also get time travel? You know what? Why not? Why not? You know what? Go big, go home. I mean, I I don't want to say it like this, but they've already shortened our season, so so perhaps we're going to get shield, and maybe this is sadly our end. But you know what? Tell the story you want to tell. Go ahead. Go ahead, kids. Do it. Um, I do like the fact that we do have call-outs to pass things like the framework and in humans which, again, seem to be playing pretty big roles, so everything's connected. Um, Hey, Evan, look. Low-rent TV Cree, because that's definitely what they feel like, is low-rent TV Cree. I'm just saying that. They just they look like, hey, we're on a budget, so we're going to make them not as, ugh. Um, Fitz, 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 where are you? How long did it take for us to get a Gemma bottle episode where she's out on the world by herself? How long before we get a Fitz one? Uh, it's got to happen. He's in the credits. He's getting paid. So we just got to wait carefully for Fitz to get his own episode here. Multiverse! What? The MCU has confirmed a multiverse theory? And 616, could you be a little bit more blatant? Go ahead. Ben, but hey, here's my real big observation. Okay, and I'm probably the only one who's ever going to make it. Heroes Reborn. Good to see the cast getting work. Good to see the cast getting work. Research it, Ben. You know you've seen these faces before. All right, so it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's Phil Coulson. He's being a leader. He's being who I expect him to be. Uh, so I'm still in, obviously, clearly. I like sci-fi. I like uh, going out on on uh, on the edge here. So I think I'm going to like it. But at the same time, I'm not tense. So hopefully Quake won't destroy the world soon. And, uh, yeah, she's got to hate that. So, all right. Later, kids. Peace out later. Bye. Yeah. That that was – I can vouch for this. He sent that in a couple weeks before the Fitz bottle episode where Fitz got his own episode. You know – if we could hand out no prizes to hosts 
of Welcome to Level 7. Which we can't, except for we, when we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because he is a host still, even though he's in the background, he's still a member of the team. Our team. For now. For now. Um, yeah, sorry, Daniel. You're not going to get a no prize. No, and he wouldn't have gotten a no prize <laughs> if we had played it when he first sent it in anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, because we wouldn't have known that he was right. So, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> All right. Glad Next. to see you're tense and a hot mess there, Daniel. Well, he's not tense, though. Well, he's a hot mess because he's not tense. Well, let's see if he's yeah. going to be more tense <laughs> a week later. Right. Agent Daniel here, and I'm mad. I'm a hot mess of madness. I am frustrated and agitated, and you know who I'm with? The money men behind ABC, Marvel, Marvel Studios, Disney, whoever, whoever's giving a low budget to my show. Because I'm mad. You want to know why I'm mad? Because I shouldn't have to watch close-ups on this episode. I don't I don't know which episode it was. The one in which Fitz pulls off a Princess Leia. Spoilers from Return of the Jedi. But anyway, I'm mad. I'm agitated. I'm frustrated. Because here's the thing. When you're doing a shot with two faces and one face, and it's a close-up, and you're in a conversation, I shouldn't feel like a man who's at an age in which his eyes are not going out on him yet that he should be straining and having a hard time making out images. It's too dark. Turn up the light. Put a little flicker on those faces. Come on. I can barely tell that there's people there sometimes because it's just a lot of dark. I get it. You're saving budget. You know, you're not letting me see the set. I get it. Flicker on the faces. Put a little shine on them. Agitating. Because here's the problem, is I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, hey, these faces are really dark. You know what I begin to think about? The budget. I shouldn't be thinking about the budget of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and and how they're trying to save cash when they're going to give me the big reveal of this in the future. When, Frustrating. This is my, these are my, my heroes, and I'm only a week behind. And, and I'm thinking about the budget because of how they are shooting this. Shoot it right. Shoot it with a little flicker on the face, a little light, a little shine. Let me see them. Don't make me strain and think to myself, I gotta go find a bigger TV in the house. This is what I did. It, it was like, well, it wasn't like, if I can't watch it on that TV, how am I going to watch it on Netflix when it streams? Come on. Put a little money into this, my friends. It's a good show. Peace out later. Bye. So that is the rant that was promised to me <laughs> um, when Daniel said, hey, I had a rant. Did you hear it yet? I guess that was it. <laughs> okay. Daniel? Yes, you do need to go get a new TV because here's the thing. <laughs> It's shot in digital, and it shows up best on, say, a computer or an iPhone, which is how I watch it these days. 
if I watch it on the TV we have here at the house, um, I'm I'm in the same boat. I don't see anything. I remember an earlier episode, Bobby and Hunter are sitting in a car talking about their relationship, and I can only on occasion see a flicker of light. I cannot see their faces, so I understand his frustration. I don't the have any is, of that trouble. Yeah, the okay. truth is, I watched it fine. There, there okay. are two different types of lighting techniques that they have with TVs this day, and one is to favor a light room, and one is to favor a dark room. And the darker TVs are for the darker rooms. And when they have the digital, uh, sometimes when they have the digital um, picture coming through, it doesn't come up nearly as bright. Uh, so yeah, there is a setting yeah. Yeah. on your television, and this is mainly for Daniel, not so much for you, Samantha. There's a setting on your television. It's called brightness. Just <laughs> just go ahead and hit that button a few times there, buddy. It's true. Go ahead and do that. Just, just maybe a thought. If he has that option. He's got that option. I'm sure okay. he does. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know my TV doesn't have that option. Of course, then again, this TV is so old that the HDMI cables don't work on it anymore. And we have to buy ex- bypass it with a coaxial cable. Um. That's, Long story. That's the, that's the other reason yours isn't working. It's cutting yeah. all the information down um, when you go through coax. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. The so, so Daniel is now tense and um, frustrated. Okay, got it. <laughs> and agitated. And because this was agitating. <laughs> so, so what? How, how does the how does the third part of Daniel's voicemails? Um, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's finish this emotional roller coaster, shall we? <laughs> yes. Agent Daniel here. And I'm glad here to celebrate the return of Hey Girl, Agent Bobby Morris on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's totally what happened, is we got all the backstory about Bobby and how she's figured out how to make a relationship work, and how she needs causes. You know, she's not on a spaceship. No, no, no. She's living the dream with her guy that she's with 50% of the time. (sighs) That's what I loved about this episode. To be honest, I love this episode. It was my favorite episode of the season so far. We had Hunter. We had Fitz being awesome. Honestly, this is a great episode with all of our references to bring back Bobby, bring back Hunter, bring back all those that we care about, especially me. Um, and we got the cool spy stuff with the soccer code. And since the action hero is back, it's like, did he learn all those skills? You know, in the framework, I loved it. And, of course, yes, there's only one way for Fitz to go. He has to go the hard way to find his love. He's got to go the hard way. So, yes, between the return of Agent Bobby Morris completely off screen, Lance Hunter, and... How this is, in fact, an entire tribute to George Lucas. Agent Daniel says, best episode of the season yet. Peace out later, bye. And Daniel did not call in about the episode we just talked about. He sent me a message and just said, yeah, all I have, all I have to say is something about Flint. So, <laughs> so yeah. but uh, yeah, high praise, though. Best episode yeah. yet. Would you agree? I don't know I, if I agree, but I did like that episode. I really liked it, and I I think the season keeps getting better and better. 
So I, we might we if if the if this momentum keeps going, we might get that season six. It's looking good. If they are making that decision based on quality alone, absolutely. I mean, yes. this is mm-hmm. the growth of the series. That's but, what we've got here. You know, yeah. I mean, we from season one to this. Yeah. It's, yeah. But. Yeah. Then you have the money, man. <laughs> stern ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've got to hit the that's, you know, they've got to hit the demographic. Yeah. They do. Which they is not Friday night at 9 p.m. Well, yeah. but they are with Once Upon a Time. The thing you mentioned uh, from our our uh, news segment, um, they weren't just talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They were talking about also Once Upon a Time. True. And they were talking about not just the live numbers, but the, um, you know, the pe- people sevens. watch it. Yeah, the, the streaming after the, after the fact. And, and so people who stream it, people who record it and watch it on whatever – whatever that device is that you use to record and watch things on TV. That's not a VCR. Um, DVR. Yes. That's the one <laughs> I know VCR, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, so it's not a complete lost cause just based on numbers alone from live viewing on Friday night. People are watching it afterward. But the other thing I would say, and the people who I would say this to are not going to be listening to this podcast episode, but those, those people who gave up on this or just, you know, haven't watched it since season one or whatever have missed out on a lot of really, really good storytelling and some Mm -hmm. really fun storytelling and some really, really interesting and, and compelling character development. And I've enjoyed, obviously we've enjoyed the entire series up until this point, uh, at varying levels, but we've pretty much enjoyed it. And I think that, you know, last season we enjoyed this season is just raising that level of quality even further. So th- those people will not hear me say this, but you're missing out. <laughs> so. Yeah. If you are one of those people who heard him say that right in, let us know that that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, that's that's it then. So, um, Stuart, uh, Samantha, any any final words here before we move on to um, our post credit? No, no. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Uh, our post credit. I will say this: our post credit has to do with the new thing we're doing, the Infinity Initiative, which is another part of our our podcast feed it's a free podcast feed it's not part of patreon it's not exclusive it's it's out there for everyone it's out there in stitcher and everything uh stewart is taking the the reins on that and so i do want to say thanks Stu, for for doing that and uh i i didn't um i I didn't give you this this advice but this is podcasting advice man life giving Mm -hmm. podcasting advice whenever someone says hey i'm thinking about starting a podcast uh, the first thing I want to say to them is, do you know where you're going? People don't come back from there. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 
You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is the light fantastic by JS Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. So Daniel's still been sending in uh, those voicemails, but uh, he hasn't done an episode in a while. No, not in a while. And so the question has been in my mind, what would bring him back to do an actual episode? Well, you got to ask yourself, what is his, what are, what are the things that define Mr. Daniel Butcher? And to me, that's Disney. That's the primary one, probably Disney. mm -hmm. And underneath that umbrella, because, you know, now Disney owns like literally everything. Um, would be Marvel, and so if you ha- if you were able to have a Venn diagram that had Marvel and Disney in it, there might be something kind of in the middle. Well, it's it's not something. Uh, I mean, we came close with the Star Wars references on on that episode with mm-hmm. Fitz that he really liked, but um, I don't know what would be the thing that would fit that Venn diagram and just hit that smack dab in the middle with where the two circles overlap. I don't know, Ben. Hmm. Samantha, any ideas? What? I am scratching my head. I I am. Wait, wait, wait. I am. I I am too. That stands for I. Mm. You are too. Wait. I am am too. too. Iron Man too. Oh, (gasps) we have just pieced it together using Scooby Doo mystery logic, and it (laughs) worked. We got the answer. We just figured out Blue's Clues. Because oh, you're man. really smart. Yeah, you are smart. Mm-hmm. And we had our handy dandy notebook uh, to help us do it. But yes, Iron Man 2 is coming up in our uh, Welcome to the Infinity Initiative mm-hmm. uh, feed. This is a separate feed outside of what we do here with Welcome to Level 7, but it's still part of the Welcome to Level 7 website. It's just this feed with Runaways, Netflix, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and movies is already very busy. And to add in another half an hour episode into the mix, uh, we just decided we're going to make it be its own feed. And like I said, Stuart's been taking the reins on that. He's He's been scheduling it. He's been recording it and putting it together. And in the process of scheduling and recording and pulling it together, he was able to do something that I have not. Pull well, Daniel back in again. Now, it hasn't happened yet. So let's all cross our fingers and cross our toes. But it's on the books. It's on the books to be be recorded. The return of Daniel. We had the return of Fitz. Mm -hmm. We had the return of, uh, well, not Hey Girl. But we've had some returns here. And we got the return of Daniel. There's notes have been written. he's, He's pretty pumped about it. So provided nothing gets in the way, I think we'll be good. Yeah, otherwise, it'll be me <laughs> if something gets in the way. But uh, yeah, I like it well enough. I just haven't watched it yet to make notes on it. I do need to rewatch yeah, I, it. I, uh, even the episodes I'm not part of, I'm I'm planning to watch that that movie that week just to follow along with that was hashtag Road to Infinity. 
Or yeah, hashtag, hashtag road to infinity where that's what people are putting on. Yeah. So. so and I did watch it and it is good. So Yeah. And it does hit right smack dab in the middle in case anybody was wondering about where we were going with that. <laughs> it it hits both sides because of well, you'll talk about the Disney factor and why that's a thing. There's so much Disney in it. There is. You have no idea. Well, I'm sure you do. Well, I do because, I do because I've talked about Daniel before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. If you want a glimmer of that, go back to that episode. Yeah, I think that'd be around episode five or six. I couldn't tell you okay. off the top of my head. But we do link to those old episodes in the show notes for the new episodes that we are doing. So, okay. yeah, and it's fun. It's a, it's a breezy half hour uh, mm-hmm. episode uh, just covering each movie, uh, talking about what what we but, thought back then remember what you think about it now and how does it add to the bigger picture of this thing that we're looking at, you know, 17 movies and 10 years in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap up the episode with that. So thanks Stuart. Thanks Samantha. And talk to you Thank guys you. later. See ya.